Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 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 Some people are still tired. Praise the Lord. The Bible says the glory of a young man is his strength. So if we can see your glory is displayed in the strength that you show forth. So let's see the strength of your hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Eugene, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. hallelujah. Let's sing this song. Then sings my soul, my Savior, Lord, to thee. Then sings my soul, my Savior. Oh, I Blessed be your name. Among all the earth. We thank you for this blessed morning. We pray that the spirit of understanding will be here. Let the word of God find entrance into hearts. That which is quick and powerful, let it quicken our spirits and empower our bodies. Welcome to Redeem Youth Church. 
with Pastor Roger Tithiku, where the infallible Word of God is preached and young people are empowered to take charge and walk in the light of God. Now today's message. Transform our lives. For when you spoke to Ezekiel, a new spirit entered him. The spirit of that word that you told him entered him, changing his position and setting him on his feet, making him ready for a task. I pray in the name of Jesus that the spirit of this word will change our position, quicken us, and empower us in the name of Jesus. Amen. Before you take your seats, shake three people and tell them one thing is needful. Hey! Belinda, is that how you say one thing is needful? I'm seeing the way people... Hey! It's powerful. It's powerful. Please be seated. Or try and be brief today. Sylvester, it's good to see you. You see, get to a point that everything about God consumes you. I was at a funeral in Kalime yesterday. The death of the woman was as, as sad as it was, was a glorious walk to heaven. And the nuclear family was just strong in the Lord. And it's been a while I've seen people strong in the Lord. Friday night, whilst the woman was laid in state, and we realized that the man was going through a lot, so we, after everything, people were filing past, it was past 12 midnight, we went to him just to encourage him in the Lord, pray with him before he sleeps. Whilst we went to him, he picked the Bible and was telling us some things about the word of God. And he was telling us what God told him about the death of his wife and why his wife had to die on the 16th of the month of which she died. As hard as it, as it was. That it's been a while I saw people encourage themselves in the Lord and with the word of God. The first daughter never shed a tear till I left. The second girl still had faith that her mother was going to come up because she was bold to go to the mortuary with a younger brother. I'm sure you are, most of you are older than that girl. Demanded for the corpse of the mother to be brought from the morgue that day that the woman died, 
And for one hour, this lady, this girl was just praying for the mother, thinking that she would come back. She never cried because she, she just knew that God had had her, so she was still clinging to her faith until the casket was closed. And then that was when I saw her cry. But not wailing, crying because she will miss her mother. Very sad and solemn, but I will say again, glorious. Very glorious. The small boy, I didn't see him cry until we poured sand on the casket. That was when the small boy cried. Because they believed that God had taken their mother home. And if you know the story of how the woman died, the last text message she sent to everyone on her phone was that I need 200 people to join me say, God is good. Although a Francophone country, she sends the text message in English to everyone that God is good. She sent it at 9 p.m., 9 a.m., and later around 3, getting to 4 in the day. She passed on. She didn't fall sick. Why am I talking about all this? There comes a time that your hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ and righteousness. That your hope is not built on your mother, your hope is not built on your father. She died before we understood many signs that she gave us. She didn't fall sick. She drove to where she was going. She just fell and died. Gloriously going to heaven. Glorious. She fell asleep. Put your entire hope in God. And as you work for him, put your hope in him, as you serve him, would you? It's been a while. You've been around, out and about, in and outside. That's powerful. It's powerful. It's powerful. And at the funeral, this girl was, while the pastor was preaching, this girl still had a big notebook and was making notes from the sermon. And when the dad will feel like crying, you see this girl that I think most of you are older than wrapped his, her hands on the shoulder of the daddy. Said, daddy, it is fine. Just to say that even people are lifting the standard of Christianity for us for you and I. And so you ask God, you ask yourself, am I there yet? If you are not there yet, then which level are you at? Hallelujah. I'm not saying it's an easy thing. It was not easy for them because that family is one. And most of you will know that family. 
They are one. If you see them at convention, they are always one. They sit at the same place. They move around. They are always one. For one person to be removed and they are still together, still strong, not willing, that means these people have known Jesus for themselves. They have known Jesus for themselves. Tell someone, know Jesus for yourself. Would you be able to stand in the day of adversity, although you call yourself a Christian? Or the confusions of life will push you away? Would you be able to stand? Would you be able to pray? The Bible says if your strength is little in a day of, if you faint in the day of adversity, then your strength is little. That's what the book of Proverbs says. And may God give us grace. May God give us grace to grow in Christ. Which day is today? How did you know? Hey, the way people said, why you? Behind the spirit. Eva, how did you know today was Pentecost Day? Last Thursday was Ascension Day. Wow. No, you know because there's a Catholic in your house. You go to Catholic school. And that's why. Because you have the thing of it like that there. Tama, did you also say Pentecost Day? You, did, you are confessing. Belinda, you know I'm coming to you. Did you also say Pentecost Day? How did you know? You heard her say it. You go to the same school. What? How do you know? She told you. When did she tell you? Right now. Today is Pentecost Day. And what is Pentecost? What, okay, what happened on Pentecost Day? I don't like it when... I will not embarrass you, so don't put your head down. It's a youth church. The youth church. One thing that the youth church has helped me to build is a personal relationship with God. I praise God my own way. I worship God my own way. I can be leaping on one leg during worship. That is how I want to worship God. And that is how what that's what youthfulness should bring you. Someone should look at you and say, I like the way you worship. I want to worship like you. Pastor's wife came from Ukraine last time, finished worshiping. She said, I love the way you worship. I want to worship like you. I was not this old by then. Why? Because you see God for yourself. That's why during worship you don't open your eyes. Because you just want to picture God. And it is God. Open your Bibles to the book of Acts chapter 1. I'm just going to say a few things. Then I'll run away from you. I will run away from you. How many of you speak in tongues? Okay, how many of you don't speak in tongues? Let me see. The hands. 
How many of you have the desire to speak in tongues? One of the gifts of the woman who died, she was, she, she was one of the, her assignments in church, apart from being part of the women executive, was to interpret the pastor. When the pastor is preaching, she would interpret in French or Hebrew. She had a gift of interpretation of tongues. So when the pastor is preaching, when she's interpreting you, and, she, and you speak in tongues, she would interpret it. And you will know that this is, that was what God told you. It's a great gift. I don't have that. Okay, it comes sometimes, but it's not part of my major gifts. But some people have it as their major gifts. They interpret tongues. Especially when it's prophecy. They interpret it. May someone receive that gift here. May someone receive it. The reason why I, I ask whether you speak in tongues is that when the sermon is going on and you are speaking in tongues, it opens your spirit. You hear things that other people are not hearing. The spirit of the word enters you. For the Bible says that the word of God is quick and powerful. It's a must know scripture. Which, which, which book? Your boss, Gobelio. Boss, Belas. Is it? It's in the book of Timothy. Okay, they said it's in the book of Timothy. It's because our technical men, what are they doing? They can't even look for it. They don't know it's in the Bible. I think I'm quoting from chemistry ghasts. They are downloading it. The Bible says the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two edges sword. So when you are listening to the word of God, one way that opens you up is your ability to one be focused. The other one is the is the ability to speak in tongues because when you are speaking in tongues, the Bible says that he that speaketh in an unknown tongues edifies himself. Which scripture? First Corinthians 14. <laughs> okay, now you've passed more. He that speaketh in an unknown tongues edifies himself. The Bible says that, beloved, building up your most holy faith, praying in the spirit. <laughs> Why is this one? You see, when people know the thing, <laughs> I know, <him>. I know him. <laughs> Jude one twenty. That one you can project it now. What what are you doing? Jude one twenty says that, beloved, building up yourselves in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So, when you pray in yourself, when you pray in the Holy Ghost, you are building up yourself into an edifice. The Amplified Translation says that you are building yourself into an edifice, a high-rising building. So, your level can be low. As you speak in tongues, you come up small. As you speak in tongues, you are living, you are living, you are living, you are living. By the time you realize you are above the situation. When you are at, at a higher dimension, you can operate and influence that which is under you. Hallelujah. So it is good to speak in tongues. Tell someone it is good to speak in tongues. 
Today is Pentecost Day, Acts chapter 1, verse 8. Let's all read it together. I'm asking us to read together, believing that everyone has gone to school. Let's take it again. Told them that tarry in Jerusalem. Don't go far. Wait here. Don't start anything after I have left. Wait for something that is called the promise of the Father. That was how he called it in the verse 4 of that same chapter. Chapter 1, the verse 4. Said that we should wait. Tarry in Jerusalem. For the promise of the Father. So the Father has a promise that every assignment you embark on, you wait until something comes. But wait for the promise of the Father, which said he, ye have heard of me. So there's a promise of the Father, which is the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is a promise. Now he was telling them this, I, the, the new graduates are being taken through the Holy Spirit, I guess. So I'll just chip in something small. In John chapter 20, after Jesus resurrected, this was not the time they were going to receive the Holy Spirit. John chapter 20, the verse 21 and 22, the Bible says that, As the Father has sent me, so send I you. Is it John? Yeah, the, the 21, yeah. Jesus said to them, Peace be unto you. As my Father has sent me, so send, even so send I you. The verse 22 says that, And when he has said this, he breathed on them and said what? Hey, read with me. He breathed on them and said what? He breathed on them and said what? So the disciples with Jesus, they had received and encountered the Holy Ghost before this one that was coming. Are you following me? That is why he said that this time power is going to come on you. I'm taking this topic because it's Pentecost Day. I will hardly preach on it again. Unless maybe in one of the classes that your leaders will take you through. He breathed on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. But even that, he still asked them to wait. So we would understand that 
all these things that happened were for different assignments and for different reasons and from different purposes. If we have a better understanding, our results will be better in life. Because when you read the parable of the sower in the book of Matthew, the Bible said that he, the sower came and threw some seeds around. Some fell in thorns, others fell in rocks. Some fell on the wayside and others fell on good grounds. He said that the ones that fell on good grounds, it was him that heard the word and understandeth it. So they did not only hear the word, they understood it as well. In, the, in Matthew, please look for it. So hearing it and understanding it is what makes your heart good grounds. And so he said that because they heard it and understood it, they bore fruits a 60-fold, a 30-fold, and a 100-fold because of their level of understanding. So anything you understand determines the level of fruits you bear. If you don't understand it, you bear no fruits. If you understand it again, you bear fruits worth 30-fold or 30%. You understand it deeper, your fruits are 60%. You, are, you go deepest then you understand in your fruits that you show in that thing is 100%. And don't forget the Bible says, by your fruits you shall be known. So bearing fruits in the house of God is important. Hallelujah. Great. And some fell in tons. Go to the verse 25. I'm sure. Okay. And some fell on good grounds. And go to the verse 25, let's see. All right, that is not what I'm teaching on, so it's fine. Oh, sorry. But the ones that fell on good grounds was him that heard the word and understandeth it. So you need to understand these things to know how they operate. First he breathed on them and said, Receive ye the word. The verse 23. 23 says that, but he who received the seed on good grounds is he who hears the word and understands it. Who indeed bears fruits and produces some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. So hearing it alone is not enough, but understanding is also. So tell someone when you are in church, hear and understand. Tell another person, when you are in church, hear and understand. Great. So we understand that Jesus first breathed on them after his resurrection. Before he left in that John chapter 20, he told them, don't touch me. I've not yet shown myself to the Father. But he breathed himself on them. Breathed himself on them and said, receive ye the Holy Ghost. After doing that to them, he said, now, although you have received him, do not leave. Wait in Jerusalem. Tarry in Jerusalem. Until you are baptized with the Holy Ghost. And when you are baptized, you shall be endued with power. Power shall come upon you. When the Holy Spirit has come down, I just pray that I will be able to do this quickly so that you don't get confused. Two things 
Jesus is the Lamb of God and also the Lion of the tribe of Judah. Lift up your right hand and say, My Jesus is the Lamb of God and my Jesus is the Lion of the tribe of Judah. So it's in two phases. Acts chapter 1 verse 8 said, When you are baptized with the Holy Ghost, you shall receive power. When the Holy Ghost is come upon you. So there is the Holy Spirit coming upon you. And there is the Holy Spirit in you. He breathed upon them. The Holy Spirit entered them. That was when the disciples were born again. He breathed upon them. The Holy Spirit in you brings out that lump-like person. Helps you to... Because I'm not teaching on that today, I wouldn't give scriptures. But when God helps me and I'm teaching on that, one day I'll give scriptures. But it helps you to live that quiet life of a lump. The Holy Spirit in you breaks down the power of the flesh. So that you can walk as a Christian. That was why he breathed upon them and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. So that your hard flesh, your proud self, your arrogant self, your sick flesh can be subdued. Lift your hands and say, Holy Spirit, fill me again. The infilling of the Holy Spirit, this is what it does. It breaks your flesh. That you'll be quiet like the lamp. Your flesh does not control you, but the Holy Spirit leads you. A lamp is easier to be led. Hallelujah. It brings out that lamp. It cripples the flesh so that the lamp can be led, even if to the slaughter it just goes. It gives you that quiet spirit so that I can suck. Support with scriptures, most of them you see in First John. When the Holy Spirit in you, what it does, that is how come daily you need to stir up the Spirit in you, not upon you, in you. Because that is what helps us in the walk with God. And every one of us must endeavor that the Holy Spirit will fill us like how we will fill you. That is why the Bible says that do not be filled with new wine, but be filled with the Holy Spirit. New wine where therein is, an, is excess, but be filling with the Holy Spirit. Because when you are filled with new wine, did uh, yeah, I call you Maud? Eva, we will know. Ah, tipsy, that's the word. I'm just feeling tipsy. You are drunk. You are not tipsy, you are drunk. How many of you have ever felt tipsy? The house of God is the only place to be truthful. Back then, before you were born again, you were once tipsy. God bless you, Sylvester. Can I have another witness? Yes. Oh, Charlie, it's true for you've been tipsy before. You realize that your scene is different. Daily, I know you've not been tipsy before. I know you've not been tipsy before. You, your seeing is different. The same way when the Holy Spirit fills you, you will be tipsy and you know that you are tipsy. It's the infilling of the Holy Spirit. And you know that 
when you are tipsy, you don't lead yourself. There is something that leads you. It leads your eyes. And so you hit someone and say, sorry. The other one too is that I've been in Bishop Eman. It's the weed. And Shele, you Shele, you do. When you do it, rock top, when you go to rock top and come back, you know that the person is under the influence of the smoke, of a black smoke, I tell you. So they will know. The same way, when you are filled with the Spirit, we will know. But I'm not talking about the infilling of the Spirit. I'm sure one day I'll, I'll teach on that. But the Bible says, you shall receive power when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. So the, I'm trying to establish that there is one work of the Holy Spirit to be in you and fill you. There is another work of the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Now lift up your hands and say, this day, Holy Spirit, come upon me. Say, Holy Spirit, come upon me afresh. Yes. He said, when it comes upon you, ye shall be. You receive power and ye shall be witnesses. You cannot be what you were asked to be if the Holy Ghost does not come upon you. The first part I spoke about, the Old Testament people did not bear the girl. The first part, the Old Testament people did not enjoy the infilling of the Holy Spirit. They were never filled with the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit came down upon them. Why? Because each time everyone had an assignment. Something, when the Spirit came upon him, he did what he had to do. Then he will be calm. Moses, the Spirit came upon him. David, the Spirit came upon me, him. So the Holy Spirit, one, fills you. We, the New Testament church, we are lucky that the Holy Spirit can fill us so that we can live the Christ-like life, as I said. But I'll come to that one day. Someone should, remember, should remind me so that I don't forget. But everyone on an assignment, anyone on a, on a road to be something in life, the Holy Ghost must come upon you if that must be accomplished. So Mary asks Jesus, Mary asks the angel in Luke chapter 1 or chapter 2, he asked him that how can this be since I know no man? Then he said that the Spirit of the Lord shall come upon you and the power of the Most High God shall overshadow you. That assignment that Mary had, the Holy Ghost had to come upon her if she needed to fulfill that assignment. Hallelujah. Are you with me or you are lost? No, you are lost. Farouk, are they here with me? Nick, are, are they with me? I see people, their minds are zzz, like, their minds are in space. But ye shall receive power. I'll come to that power if I'm not caught up with time. After the Holy Ghost has come upon you, not filled you, come upon you. Then ye shall be witnesses unto me. You see, let me explain something here. There is a misconception about the word witnesses unto me. That is why people will say that I'm going on witnessing with... Um, when they say we are going on witnessing, what does it mean? Normal one that we, we all know. Evangelism. 
But that was not what Jesus meant here. You see, anyone who is supposed to be a witness unto someone in the court of law, that means that the person has an evidence to testify in the witness box for the accused person. Do you understand me? Or you don't understand me? So that I explain further. Bernard, do you understand what I said? You understood? The way you are looking at me, I can't teach you people muscle. Because even if you are confused, I want to know. When you go to the law court, there is a box called the witness box. You know that? Then someone would enter. When the person enters, then they'll say, would you swear by the Quran or the Bible or we pour libation for you? Libation. Bible. Okay, someone said Bible. Daily, libation. Someone to say libation. So any of them, once you enter, it is called the witness box. Once you enter, you have an evidence to witness unto someone that the person is accused or not. And Jesus said, if you are a witness for someone, that means that you witnessed an activity that took place. Is that true in English? You were a witness for the person, so you, were, you witnessed the activity that took place. But if you are a witness unto something, that means you have an evidence to also show and prove that case. And Jesus said that you will receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Then you shall be witnesses unto me. In other words, when the world accuses me that I did not do this, I did not do that, you will have evidences to enter the witness boxes of the world to say that this Jesus that you crucified, like Paul spoke, like Peter spoke that day, you have an evidence to show. Not going in, not going on evangelism and say we are witnessing. No. Evangelism, we are preaching. But witnessing, you have something to show. This is what Jesus has done for me. And that is why I'm following him. This is how far Jesus has brought me to. And for that one, Jesus said that you need power to become that. You need power. That is why the Holy Spirit must come upon you. Because the infilling of the Holy Ghost brings the lamp aspect of you out. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it brings the lion in you out. It connects you to the lion of the tribe of Judah. A lion is an achiever. A sheep is led. A sheep doesn't, they don't achieve anything. You finally slaughter them. Be a man and try to slaughter a lion. I'll make you paramount chief of all. Or Ghana. Slaughter a lion. I'm not saying kill a lion. Lead a lion to the slaughterhouse. Cover its eyes. Slaughter a lion. Then we'll clap for you. We'll make you paramount chief of Ghana. Maybe Africa. Everyone will vote for you. 
You did not kill a lion. You slaughtered a lion. That is why the Holy Spirit comes upon us. He comes upon us so that the lion, the boldness to face life, the boldness to face the world, the boldness to take anything God has given us in this life, the boldness not to be empty-handed, the boldness to face the Philistines like Samson, the boldness to carry the two gates and the pillars of a city and the pillars of your family. That is why the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And that was why Peter before that time could deny Jesus. But after that time stood before the Greeks and stood before the Romans and stood before the Pharisees and everyone and said that this Jesus whom ye crucified. He spoke to them why there was a lion in him out. The one who once hid himself now came and said that in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being. They locked him, he preached in the prison. Now he was not afraid. Before he was afraid because that which will come upon him for him to achieve something in Jerusalem did not come. He was in Jerusalem, but even small Jerusalem, he was hiding. What makes you hide in your family is that something that should come upon you has not yet come upon you. Lift up your hands and say, Holy Spirit, come upon me afresh. What makes you hide among your friends is that what must come upon you for you to be that which you have been sent to be has not come upon you yet. And that was the purpose of Pentecost. On Pentecost day, this was what happened. Not the infilling, but the coming upon. It came upon them. Everyone that had a major task in their generation from Genesis from the days of Moses, everyone who had a major task, the Spirit of the Lord came upon them. Gideon, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. David, he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me. Samson, he sh the Spirit of the Lord will come upon him and he will shake himself. And kill thousands of Philistine soldiers just with a jawbone. Everyone that had a major assignment in life, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him. For Mary, her assignment was to give birth to Jesus. But in Luke, we'll read it. In Luke chapter 1. Luke chapter 1, verse, uh, who has found it? 35, great, great. Verse 34 says that, Then Mary said to the angel, How can this be? 
Since I do not know a man, since no one has done it in my family, no, since no one has done it in my generation, since it has not been done before, how can this be? How can it come to pass? Let's all read the verse 35. Let's read it together. Look on the screen and let's read it. Put, put just the 35 on it. Let's go together. And the angels answered and said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. Hold on. The Holy Ghost shall do what? Shall do what? Shall do what? Great, let's go on. And the power of the Yes. This is how you read in class. And headmaster go ball. The power of the Most High shall overshadow you. Therefore also that holy thing which you shall burn, that shall be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. Go to the verse 36. Then he said, Behold thy cousin. She has also conceived, and she is in six months. Mary said, how can this be, since it has not been done? The angel, when you read verse 13 or 15 or 19, one of them, he said that I am Gabriel, and I stand in the presence of God. That same chapter. Gabriel, I stand in the presence of God. When he appeared to Zechariah, that was how he introduced himself. I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of the Lord. Now, Gabriel who stands in the presence of the Lord answered Mary and said that this thing that you are afraid to do, it is just one thing that you need. Tell someone one thing that you need. He said one thing. The Holy Ghost coming upon you. Although it has not been done before, you will do it. Amen. Why? Something comes upon you and brings out the lion in you. A pregnant virgin did not think about suicide. Why? There was a lion in her. She did not fear the divorce of her fiancé. Why? There was a lion that was stirred up when the spirit came upon her. She did not fear anything. That was the purpose of Pentecost. The Holy Ghost coming upon them, not feeling them. And enduing them with power. We, could, we can't even deal with the power today. Power so that they would be. You cannot be in church and not be anything. You cannot be in youth church and not be anything. By the time you are, not, you are nothing or you cannot be anything, that means the Holy Ghost has not yet come upon you. Because once the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you will be like Peter. You will stand before them. Point your hands into their eyes and say, this Jesus, that you people looking at me crucified. Do you know Peter talking? The one who was running away. Because someone said, you are also with him. You are also one of the people with him. Then he ran for his life. But after the Spirit came upon him, he was bold to face things. Face things in his family. 
like Samson, he was ready to lift up the gates of the city. No wonder it was said of them in the book of Acts that the people that have turned cities upside down have come into our city too. They noted them. Why? Something came upon them. Lift up your hands and say, come upon me again, Holy Spirit. friends you are hidden you are always hiding why are you hiding because something has not come upon you yet because the holy spirit cannot come upon you and you will still be idle you cannot clap in church why something has not come upon you you are, you can't sing in church you cannot say amen, amen. you cannot lead prayers even camera camera you cannot stand behind because something has not come upon you. Even when we say, do, do the, we have to force you. We have to give you ten reasons. Ten reasons. Hundred and one reasons, Nick. Hundred and one reasons. First reason, you are born again. Number two, you have graduated from Sunday school. Number three, you have been in church for a while. Hundred and one reasons. Ah, it's because something has not come upon you. It is because something has not come upon you. Maybe. 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 It's because something has not come upon you. That is why it will be normal for you, everything. But when something comes upon you, nothing is normal. Even your result is not normal. Your result is not normal. It cannot be normal. How? You cannot be a normal person in the house. One of you is in a Catholic school. You wanted to be a school prefect. One rule in a Catholic school is that before you can be a school prefect, you can be what? You have to be a Catholic. During the 21 days, he came to me. He said, Pierre, I want to be a school prefect. I want to see, I want to ask of you as a prophet of the Lord, whether it's possible. I said, I'll pray about it. I said, give him three days. He came back to me after three days. I said, it's possible. But it will, it's difficult. He said, I just want to know whether it's possible. What do I need to do? I said, you need faith and prayers. Every day before we came for prayers, he was here at four. He came to this youth chapel before we meet downstairs for the 21 days. Every day. Every day. Every day. The secretary asked me, I said, he's, he's here on his own accord. Come. When I asked him, what are you doing? He said, I'm praying. I'm praying. I'm praying. He went for the vetting. He passed. They did the elections. Even the teachers approved him, a non-Catholic, to be the first non-Catholic school prefect of their school. When something comes upon you, you cannot be ordinary. You cannot sit down, Jennifer. You cannot sit down and be looking at me. Something is upon you. Oh. The Bible says, who can carry fire in his bosom and not be consumed? Nick. No, you cannot wear batakari and chalk and be looking at me. Aluta, we cannot be preaching and you'll be sleeping. It means that something has not come upon you. But when it comes upon you, wise, when it comes upon you, Buji, when it comes upon you, 
You will not hide from small girls. You will not hide from them. When it comes upon you, you cannot hide from them. You will now face authorities. You will face and stand before people and not be afraid. Nothing stops you and not, why nothing stops the lion. That's why the Bible says that the righteous shall be as bold as a, as a lion. Nothing stops a lion. That is why when a lion is about to cross the river, it will roar. If there is something on the other side, show your head. I am crossing over. If you don't show yourself and I cross over, you are dead. You better hide. That is a lion. Nothing stops you. Nothing stops you. Nothing stops you. Nothing. Nothing. Because something is upon you. And everyone else fears what is upon you. They feared something. They feared something. Because something was upon him. Kelly, you are quiet and looking for what to do is because something has not come upon you. One thing is, don't worry, this place, we stay on one thing. Dennis, we talk about one thing for a long time. It is good to be led like a lamp. When the Holy Spirit fills you, you'll be quiet. Being led. But everyone that has an assignment, although being filled, Jesus will tell you, wait. Tarry in Jerusalem. The small girls in Jerusalem couldn't, could not withstand Peter. Jesus said, you go to Samaria. You go to Judea. You go to the outermost part of the world. After it has come upon you. There is something that we need in our generation. Stephen, there is something you need in your family. Look at your family. Well, everyone, close your eyes. Five seconds. Take a good look at your family. Buki. You have fixed Conroe. Which, how is this one called? Conroe. Is it called Conroe? Fixed Conroe. Close your eyes five seconds and imagine how your family is. If you don't carry anything, you become a casualty. Lift up your hands and say, Holy Ghost, come upon me again. How many of you want the Holy Ghost to come upon you? You must desire it. That one is more than the breath. It is a baptism. You are immersed into it. It takes all over you. It carries your education. It carries... Those people who have been failing, it's something that is not right. It's something that is not right. Something that is not right. You cannot carry Holy Ghost. Me, when I was in SHS, we preached. We preached until they wanted to sack us. Chemistry was difficult. Elective mass was difficult. Everything was, the English was the most difficult. After what they told me, I said, God told me 
that me, I will just write Wasi, known of deck. My cousins got angry. Why, why Novdek? Why won't you? I said, me, I can't write Novdek. That is what I heard. Said, you are being proud. This, this. I said, I told one of my cousins, me, SS studies is difficult. After school, you want me to come and study again. I mean, I cannot. This was what happened. After Wasi, you can write anything. You can write anything. But horses and chariots are prepared for victory comes from. I had a dream. I had 20 something. I said, hey, yeah. I had a second dream. I had 20 something. I said, no, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Then I walk at dawn, wake up at dawn. As small as I was then, I said, deliver. My results were not yet in. I walked to Afiba Kope and back. Police headquarters. Not today that the street like right there. I'll walk and pray and come. Then I'll feel in my spirit that it has reduced by one. When it became a single digit, then I was relaxed. When the results came, it was a single digit. I said, I should have continued. I should have continued if I had continued. Maybe it would have been six. But I knew it came. Not because of what I wrote or what I didn't write. It came because something had come upon me. You know, if I had 15 or something. Because that one day I said I would not write. They said I had to write. But you have to obey your parents in the Lord. So I went to write. But what, what, what am I talking about? Carrying something. You can lift up the gates of the city. You can lift up the gates of your family. Auntie Mina was my witness. Because they called Mama Mina. Said, talk to your boy. This, 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 this. You knew the politics that was in our house those days. Oh, Mama, Mama Mina, this, 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 and Mama Mina. I said, I told Mama Mina, as small as I was, I said, my result would disgrace everyone in my family. So when she heard the results came, she didn't ask me whether the results came. She asked me, have you disgraced the people in your family? Have they been disgraced? I said, God has been faithful. She screamed in the house that day. Why? Because we carry something. Lift up your hands and say, Holy Spirit, come upon me. That is the only time that you can be. Other than that, you cannot be. You can be filled with the Holy Ghost, but you cannot be. He said, you shall be witnesses. And I said, everyone that will enter a witness box who will be witnesses unto him must have an evidence. Tell someone an evidence. What evidence do you have to enter the witness box? What evidence do you have to enter the witness box that the Holy Spirit is upon you? What evidence can you show? What evidence can you show your family that something is upon you? That something is upon you. Cyril is my witness. When I became a pastor, my uncles were not happy. I always talk about this. They were not happy. How can they be happy? But they themselves came back and said that the best de decision you ever took was to become a pastor. You 
cannot carry something and be different and be the same. You are the same like them because there is nothing that has come upon you. And you are not desiring that anything should come upon you. You are okay with normal, anything that is normal. I choose to be extraordinary. I took this decision a long time, be extraordinary. When people are bathing in hot water and the weather is cold, because I wanted to be extraordinary, that one is foolishness, but I did it. I'll go and bath hot, uh, cold water. Because I just wanted to be extraordinary. When the weather is hot and everyone is bathing cold water, then I'll go and bath hot water and be sweating. Why? At any point in time, this guy just wanted to be what? Different. He said, the Holy Ghost shall come upon you. You shall receive power. And you what? You will be. You will be witnesses. Lift up your hand and say, I will be something in life. I will be at the top. And ye shall be. So when the Holy Ghost does not come, you cannot be. Tell me you want to be an engineer. You cannot be. You cannot be. You cannot be. Yesterday when I traveled, I saw a certain guy. I said, this girl has grown. Those days, they used to be in a certain house. And the landlord's wife was a high time witch. The husband was occultic. He was from Nigeria. Not, not in town here, in Togo. And they used to drink the small girl's blood. So the girl was always anemic and always in the hospital until there was an intervention. I was like, is this the girl? She has grown. So many years ago, I said, this girl has grown. She has grown. He said, you want to be an engineer. You don't know where you are staying. You want to be an engineer. You don't know who is seeing you and who is not seeing you. You want to be an engineer. The security is that you shall be when the Holy Ghost has come upon you. Nick, something has come upon you. Because the Bible says that the heart of man is desperately wicked. Even something came upon them yesterday, they sought to kill them. Rise up on your faith. Even that one, they sought to kill them. Then you, nothing has come upon. They won't seek to kill you. Because they will just do this. And you are gone. Lift up your hands and say, come upon me fresh Holy Spirit. Something must come upon you again. Something must change the game in your life. Come upon me, Holy Ghost. Come upon me, Holy Spirit. Come upon me, Holy Spirit. We believe you have been blessed by this life-transforming message. For more information, contact these numbers. 020-820-2782 or 0244-467965. Or you can log on to our Facebook page at www.facebook.com slash Church. Or follow us on Twitter, Redeem Youth Church. Or you can send us an email to redeemyouthchurch at gmail.com.